Once upon a time, there lived King Udena who had three wives, Queen Vasulatatta, Queen Magandiya, and Queen Samavati. All three queens were very attractive and highly intelligent. Queen Vasulatatta was the daughter of King Chandabajoda, who had once imprisoned King Udena as his prisoner of war. King Chandabajoda had wanted to learn a secret mantra from King Udena. But King Udena had insisted his conqueror to pay obeisance to him before teaching him anything. Hence, King Chandabajoda put his daughter Vasudatta to learn from the king, but tricked King Udena into believing that his daughter Vasudatta was hunchbacked, and misled Vasudatta to think King Udena also had skin diseases. However, both fell in love at first sight when they found out the truth, and King Chandabajoda had to let his prisoner go. He married his daughter Vasudatta to King Udena. Queen Magandiya was the daughter of Brahmin Magandiya, and was said to be the most beautiful among the three queens. There were many suitors who came to ask for her hand, but her father turned them all down, as he thought none of them were as worthy as the Lord Buddha himself. One day, Brahmin Magandiya came upon the Buddha, and not knowing who the Buddha was. He offered Magandiya's hand to the Buddha, asked the Buddha to wait while he left the place in a hurry to get his daughter. The Buddha did not wait for him nor his daughter, but was caught up by the Brahmin with his wife and daughter Magandiya, who had traced the Buddha's footprints. Lord Buddha was well aware that Brahmin Magandiya and his wife were ready to accept his teachings, so he said to them, "No clinging sensual desire has occurred in me." Even at the sight of the three daughters of Mara, accordingly, there is hardly anything to say in the case of your so-called beautiful daughter, Magandiya, a worthless body full of loathsome filth, such as feces and urine. I am not even inclined to touch her with my foot. The words were meant for the Brahmin and his wife, but he was also aware of the hatred Magandiya bore toward him on hearing his teachings. Magandiya's parents immediately became sotapanna and renounced to practice under the Lord Buddha. Some time later, Magandiya's uncle offered his niece's hand to King Udena. The king was immediately entranced by Magandiya's beauty and made her his chief queen, Queen Magandiya. Samavati, the third queen, was formerly the daughter of a couple who had died in the plague. Samavati was little then, and became the foster daughter of Mitta, who raised her at the public alms hall. When Gosaka, the finance minister of King Udena, came to inspect the alms hall, he was impressed by Samavati, who had grown to become very capable and intelligent, and had organized the chaotic and noisy alms hall into an orderly, well-run operation. Coincidentally, Gosaka was also friends of Samavati's late parents. When Gosaka came to realize that Samavati was actually his departed friend's daughter, he adopted Samavati to be his daughter. One day, King Udena came across the beautiful, gentle, and compassionate Samavati. Captivated by her beauty and gentleness, he decided to have her as his third consort. Although the king has already two beautiful consorts, none of them was as loving. Compassionate and gentle as Samavati, Gosaka knew the king's temperament and refused King Udena's hand of marriage. 
King Udeno was furious and dismissed Gosega from his position as finance minister, and confiscated his mansion. Samavati was desolate at the misfortune that her adopted father had to face on her behalf. Even though she did not want to marry the king, she agreed to his proposal, provided that Gosega was reinstated and given back his mansion. The king agreed. Samavati soon became the king's favorite consort. Queen Samavati had a maid servant named Kujitara, a hunchback, whom she would give eight golden coins every day to buy flowers. One day, Kujitara returned back with twice as much flowers as she would buy every day. Samavati asked her if she had been given double the amount of flowers. Kujitara admitted that she had pocketed half the amount given for flowers every time, but today she bought it all. After listening to the Buddha sermon on Anumodana Dhamma, Kujitara admitted to her wrongdoing. Queen Samavati was magnanimous, and instead of executing Kujitara, she reflected on the purification of mind and realized Dhamma must be really noble. Queen Samavati asked further on what Kujitara had heard and learned, and Kujitara related to Queen Samavati she had become so dapana. Upon listening to the sermon, Queen Samavati besieged her maid servant Kujitara to share the Dhamma. While listening to the Dhamma taught by Kujitara with utmost concentration, they devotedly contemplated and noted with diligence. For having immersed themselves in vipassana Dhamma, higher awakening consciousness had arisen in them that led to their attainment of Sotapatipala. Samavati and all the maids of honor became sotapannas. From then on, Samavati allowed Kujitara to pay obeisance to the Lord Buddha every day, who would then return to relate the teachings to Samavati and her maid servants. When they heard the Buddha was passing by the road to receive house dana, the hundreds of maids of honor made small holes in the walls of the upper story of the palace building to enable them to peep at the procession. When Queen Magandhya chanced upon the holes and was informed by Samavati that the Buddha would be passing by the road, she started to spread slanderous talk about Queen Samavati trying to win love of outsiders beyond the palace. King Udena was then shown the holes. However, Queen Samavati explained to King Udena about the Lord Buddha and the Sangha passing by. King Udena was hence not disturbed. King Udena instead ordered fan lights for Queen Samavati and maids to see the procession clearer. Not relenting, Queen Magandhya plotted against Queen Samavati again. She put the cobra after its fangs had been extracted inside the hollow space of the king's royal harp, and covered up that opening with a wreath of flowers, and followed along with King Udena to Samavati's chamber. While the king was resting after his meals, Magandhya loitered about the couch and surreptitiously removed the wreath of flowers, which served as a cover to the hollow space in the harp. The cobra, having been kept for days in the harp, darted furiously out and readied itself for attack. Seeing the snake, Magandhya acted in raised alarm, as if in terror. "Tut, tut, your Majesty! Snake, snake!" Uttering obscene words against the king and queen Samavati, this to-be king is inglorious, ignoble, and a dullard as well. He refused to believe my words. These 
to beat wicked bunch of mates also have no morality and are simply rascals. Is there anything that has been so far denied to you all by the king? I had a horrible dream last night, despite my warnings not to enter the chamber of Samavati. Your Majesty had refused to listen to my sincere advice. A fury arose in King Medina this time upon hearing Magandia's ill wits time after time. Gods! King Medina called out as he retreated inch by inch from the angry cobra. Surround the chamber and prepare your arrows with dark poison. Shoot anyone who tried to leave. At that call, Thousands of soldiers readied themselves around the chamber, and no space was spared for escape. Queen Samavati was caught by surprise, and lined all her attendants at the courtyard. All the arrows were aimed directly at the hearts of each attendant and Queen Samavati. Queen Samavati told her attendants, Do not be angry with anyone. Do not let your thoughts of loving kindness diminish. Shower metta upon our king and Queen Magandia equally, as evenly as you can, wholeheartedly. Do not feel anger in this unfortunate situation. So Queen Samavati sat at the forefront of the lineup cultivating Metta toward the angry king and Queen Magandia. King Udena took up his bow, drew back the arrow, aiming at Samavati's heart. King Udena shot the first arrow directly at his wife Samavati, who was developing strong and genuine Metta toward the king. The arrow flew out in a snap out of the king's bow. However, before it even struck Samavati, it rebounded and headed for the king instead. The arrow stopped at the king's breast and dropped on the ground. Even Queen Marandir was in cold sweats as she witnessed the fatal journey of the arrow that returned to its owner. Repentance immediately arose in the king whose arrow returned. Alas, the arrow which had shot should have pierced even through a thick marble slab. And yet, this arrow recoiled and came back directly to me as if it were about to hit me. Even a lifeless thing like an arrow knows the noble attributes of the Queen Samavati. How regretful it is that a human being like me has failed to appreciate her noble qualities. He threw away his bow then kneeled down before Queen Samavati and respectfully begged her for forgiveness. From then on, Samavati and her maids of honor, 500 in number, had the opportunity to do charity, offer meals, pay homage to the Sangha, and then listen to the teachings every day.